Hello and welcome to the This Is The Music Rise Of The Indie Artist Show right here on Away Day Radio. For tonight's Rise Of The, In- Rise of the Indie Artist Show, we've got something a little bit different in store for you. We are joined by Welsh band Columbia, who have just released their debut album, Embrace The Chaos, which is packed full of stadium-ready guitar riffs and is an album that will put your faith back in rock and roll. I'm joined by frontman and singer-songwriter Craig. Craig, cheers for coming on the show tonight and chatting about your debut album. How are you doing? Yeah, evening. Yeah, um, brilliant. Obviously, um, the album is now out. Uh, everyone go and listen to that. So, you know, just, just feeling brilliant, really. And feeling on top of the world is finally out and, you know, people can listen to it and get involved. Sure, definitely. So, um, obviously, as you say, it's finally out now. Um, but it's been about 10 years in the making, hasn't it? So, I'm guessing um, from a lot of personal point of view, as much as, as anything, that you you must be delighted that, you're, that it's finally here. Yeah, it's uh, like you said, it's, it's been about 10 years, probably a little bit longer. It's, it just seems... You know that it's taken forever to get to where we are. I I seen a post the other day. I, I used to be in another band with Ben um, previous to, to Columbia, and a post came up on my uh, memories on on Facebook earlier on, saying that we were getting ready to do a battle of a band in um, like twelve years ago. So <laughs> some of those songs that we played in our battle of the band are actually on this first on this uh, record. So wow, you know, look, looking back twelve years, it's definitely like. There's, there's probably at least maybe two or three. So, you know, like I said, it's been a long time in the making. And the album itself has been finished since probably August last year. Yeah. But, you know, obviously with everything that's been going on, we've sort of delayed and delayed it. And yeah, it's finally out and people can go and get it and listen to it. Brilliant. What a great um, what a great memory there. F- Facebook uh, has has got some yeah. use. It did, yeah. <laughs> wow. So um, before we uh, start playing um, the album, um, can you tell people that might not already know, how, how did the band start? Yeah, so um, like I said, me and Ben had been in bands previous. Um, and then we were playing one gig. Uh, we were playing with another band. We were on the same bill. And Chris, our drummer, was playing for this other band. So I can remember sat at the bar having a drink after we'd done our set, looking at Chris and thinking, looking at Ben, thinking, you sound exactly like what we were after. So we sort of had a little bit of a chat at the end. And then I can remember the lead singer of, of Chris's band basically came up to me and said, keep your hands off our drummer. So, <laughs> so, so we got so we got the chat in. Um, you know, got, got his number, got the chat in, and then he came for a practice, and then, you know, it just sort of fell in and just become, become natural, really. Um, we had another bass player at the time. And then, so, we, you know, we were starting to, starting to play a few songs, um, get, you know, get our set list together. Uh, and then Chris sort of said, sorry, boys, I'm joining the army. So that was oh, we're probably talking about eight years ago, maybe. Um, so he was in the army for about six, seven years. Uh, always, always kept in touch. Uh, and me and Ben had done, you know, done a little bit here and there with um, with other projects, but never really, you know, took anything too seriously. It was just a bit of a, you know, just a, just to keep in touch with each other, really. Um, and then Chris got out of the army. We got back in touch. Got back in, go back in the practice rooms. Found a new bass player. And then fast forward three years, and the album's finally out. So it's been it's been a long process, but 
I think you know when people listen to the album, I think it's, it's definitely worth it. Definitely agreed, one hundred percent, and uh, and a great backstory there. So, obviously, track one uh, is obviously called "Fall Into the Sun," um, and what a start uh, to the album! Um, great guitar riffs and pounding drums. Was it always important for you and, and the band uh, to sort of make a big statement um, on like for the for the first song? Yeah, like if you look, if you listen to this, you know it's it's quite a fast, straight yeah. in your face rock and roll song. Uh, and it's the first song that we ever recorded as a band as well. And it's, I know, it's, it's the first song that we put out in, I think, this, I think it was December 2019, so just before all the COVID stuff started happening. Um, but we recorded that, and it's the same recording now that we did in our, in our practice rooms, in, you know, in a little practice room in Cardiff. Our, our bass player at the time um, had all the gear to, you know, to record in, in, the, in the practice rooms. So we brought it all in, mic'd everything up. Um, so what you're, you're on the album is exactly what we did in that practice room over like, over a, a couple of days. Um, so it sounds it sounds like it sounds, you know, it's it's raw, it's you know, it's very unpolished. Um, and then you know, listen when we started recording, you know, the rest of the songs, we just thought that you know it was, it was a perfect song to just sort of say, you know, it's, it's rough, it's unpolished. Here we are, and. You know, and you know, I think it's a it's a great opener to an album. Absolutely, couldn't couldn't agree with you more. And uh, here it is. This is "Fall Into the Sun" by Columbia. Yeah. 
So, um, so how do you guys, or sorry, how do you uh, even view like the current UK um, guitar scene? Because there does seem to be um, like a real buzz about it at the moment. Is there any bands um, that sort of have caught your eye at all? Well, like you said, there's, there's loads of buzz now with uh, guitar music. Hopefully, it's going to make you know it's going to get into the charts and start making it a bit more of a, a bit more of a noise and get rid of all this other crap that's uh, you know currently you know blocking up our ears. But um, I'm going to watch the Skinner Brothers. I think I think it's next Thursday actually, seventeenth. So they they are playing um, in Cardiff next Thursday. So me and Ben are going to go and watch them. So really really enjoying their album. Um, you know. Similar, like I think he's got he's got his own story. This you know perhaps taking him a certain amount of time to get where he is now. When I know he seems to be thriving now and he's doing really well, so um, really enjoying them. Um, San Quentin, really 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 into them. Yeah. Um, and uh, probably San Fe- San Fender's probably the biggest one at the minute. Uh, me and me and Ben went to watch him um, earlier on at the start of the year. And he was absolutely incredible. He was just, I wouldn't expect him to be so good live. Um, and he was absolutely brilliant. So, like you said, there's, there's, there is loads of like nice, you know, good, really good young bands. And they all seem to be, you know, pretty keen, pretty eager to try and get their music out there and, you know, you know, try and do something and, you know, just get their music out and heard by loads of people. Definitely. And um, and certainly uh, the Skinner Brothers and um, San Quentin, um, sort of two of my sort of favourite bands as well at the moment. Yeah. So, um, it's, it's, nice, so we, we, it's nice to hear you bigging up them bands as well. Yeah, we've, we've got, um, we, we, we're supporting uh, Cascade as well in a couple of weeks in Bristol. Fantastic. So, you know, really looking forward to it. Again, another, another really good, um, strong indie band. Uh, and it's, it'll be our first um, show across the bridge as well. So, we might have to, we have to get our passports and our oxygen tanks ready, I think, just to... Just to see it. Hopefully, we, we go all right. <laughs> Brilliant. I'm sure they'll let you in. <laughs> I hope so. I don't know. With this dodgy accent, they might not let me. <laughs> so, so, one of the things that I'm sort of quite intrigued about, and, and you did, um, you have kind of hinted about it um, on Fall into the Sun there, but what was like um, uh, the recording process like for Embrace of the Chaos? Because Obviously, with COVID and everything, I'm, I'm guessing that you sort of almost had to sort of, you know, almost record it in sort of like fits and starts rather than being able to sort of, you know, head sort of, you know, consecutive days down into the studio. Yeah. Well, like, as the album said, it was pretty much chaos. It was the, we recorded it in um, two blocks, really. So uh, the first session and the second session, it was both in the summer. And it must have been the hottest days ever to have been recorded in Wales because they, they were both like absolutely sweltering. And the little studio where we are, King's Road Studio, um, it's got like a little bit of a forecourt outside and there's absolutely no shade at all. So inside the studio, it was like an absolute sweat box. And then you go outside to try and find some shade or try and find a little bit of coolness. And it was even, even hotter outside. So trying to battle through that um, <laughs> and, and seeing Ben in a pair of shorts, you know, we're, we're, great, for, <laughs> we're great for the eyes. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, Ben's tours aside, um, the first, like we, because we, we recorded in two, in, in two blocks, the first block, if you, if you listen to it, I think if I look at the, the songs we recorded, we recorded 
um, ticking bomb, meet me at dawn, something more, and wait there for you to believe. Um, and all those songs, if you listen to them, they're pretty straightforward songs. You know, they don't really, um, you know, there's not a lot of, you know, you know, not um, stuff. Yeah, it was it was pretty much we went in having the idea of like this is what we sound like as a band and this is what we want the songs to sound like. So similar to Fall into the Sun, really, that we wanted it to sound, we wanted that sound of like that raw rock and roll sound. Um, and I think those those songs that we recorded in, in that first block of, of recording sound like that. So when you listen to those songs, they almost they could almost be like a separate EP on their own. Um because that's how we recorded it. We went in, we knew what we wanted to do, and that's what we did. Um, and I think then, because we had such a long time from that session to the sec- second session, obviously um, going through lockdown and all that sort of stuff, um, listening back to like the songs, we'd had a master as well. So we thought, well, we might as well get a master and listen to them and see what they sound like. Because if they've done something great, then we can obviously you know, do something later on. Yeah, but they sounded sure. great. They sounded, they sounded really good masters. Um, but the songs that we were going in to do, knowing that we had Keys to the Kingdom, knowing that we had Glory People, we sort of, you know, said we need to try and push ourselves and we need to try and make these songs sound, obviously they need to sound the same because, you know, the way they were written and, and you know, the way that we play them, but they needed to sound a little bit, you know, a bit more mature maybe. I think I think we just, we just took our time a bit more on those songs. And I think with our our producer Sanders, um, he sort of he sort of understood where we where we started and where we wanted to go. Um, so he was pushing and pushing, you know, and think, oh, let's try this, let's try that. Um, I got an idea, was constantly just, oh, I got an idea. Why do we try this? Why do we try that? So I think overall the album, you know, is really really strong. But personally, those songs that we went in and did in the second block just seemed to be. A little bit more, little bit more mature, a little bit more richer, and just you know, a little bit more. I don't know, a bit, a bit bigger and better, you know. Yeah, sure, and we'll um, we'll, we'll hear them songs a little bit later on uh, on this album playback. But uh, for now, it's uh, track two, uh, which is called "I'm on Fire." So, um, so the next uh, song on the album, um, "Glory People," um, I'm guessing most people have, have probably already already heard it because obviously it's been out um, for a little while now. Um, but one of the things that sort of might surprise people if they haven't heard it, um, based on on the two songs that we've already played, um, is, is that you uh, you've got a female um, backing vocalist. Um, so, so how did that come about? Yeah, well, well, first of all, if you haven't heard it. Go and listen to it to start with. Um, but, <laughs> but uh, yeah, well, again, you know, because this was originally we recorded um, the demo for this at the same time we recorded Fall into the Sun. Um, 
So if you listen to the demo, it's, it's pretty, it sounds very, very similar. There's only like, you know, a little bit of changes here and here. Obviously, we had a new bass player that's came in, that's came in and, um, you know, Sten and done a great job on, on the bass because he, he pretty much takes over the opening of the song. Um, but yeah, it was, it was just one of those songs that we knew and Sanders had, had heard the demo and said, right, I know where this needs to go. Um, so we kind of had an idea that, that it needed to be like the big anthem of the, of the, of the album. Um, obviously, we, lo- we love it. We love playing live. Uh, always get good reaction from it. And, and we'd finished recording it. It was all done. Um, and I can remember I was, I was uh, listening back. Me and Sanders were listening back. And in my head, I'm all, I'm just, I could just hear it. It was like, over and over, I just hear that, you know, that really, like, soulful, rich female vocalist singing over the, over the top of that final chorus. So I kind of said this um, to the rest of the band, and they caught, they caught so, you, know, you know, it sounds like a good idea. Spoke to Sanders, um, you know, and he's a man that, that knows a lot of people. He, you know, he's, 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 you know, he does a lot of work with, you know, with a lot of um, Welsh artists. So... He's got his fingers in all these all different kinds of bands. <laughs> um, but uh, he said, oh, I've just finished working with this, with this um, singer um, called Asha Jane. So he's like, oh, I'll give her a ring and see if she, she's busy. So I sent her a message. He said, oh, she can come down, you know, next weekend. So me and Sanders were in the studio. She came in um, and she was like a whirlwind. She was, you know, she, she was, she came in. She does, you know, she does like operatic singing. She does her own like R and B singing and things. You know, she wow. does her own stuff. Um, you know, so you know, she's really, really good. So she came in, um, did a little bit of a warm up technique. So me and Sanders are sitting there, um, and then she started singing, and then within about two minutes, she hit this note, and me and Sanders both looked at each other and was like, "That was it. That that was it." So she was, she was probably only in the studio with us maybe 40 minutes and, and, what she, and what she did in that time was absolutely incredible so when the first time I'm listening back um it just sort of like blew me away that yeah you know I, we've got a we've never like I've never thought of having a female vocalist on one of my songs before you know you kind of you know you listen to like this you know especially like the Rolling Stones songs um um, I was going to say with that actually that there is that, yeah, what, that isn't it with the um, like sympathy for the devil on there isn't it really with yes, being, um, yeah and that yeah so you know so so that sort of thing and um, at, at the time Radio X was keep playing the same the same Rolling Stones song you know when she's at the end Wah! yeah yeah <laughs> that one, you know, obviously my vocal talents are not as good um, but that was on for whatever reason I was on Radio X all the time after I got this uh, got the demo back. So I was like, oh, that would back that kind of sound would sound brilliant on the top. And she came in, she did it, she was there 40 minutes. Um, and more you heard on the record, you know, she takes it. It's a good song anyway, but she takes it, you know, to that extra step as well. So definitely it is it's, it's a fantastic song. And um I'm sure that um the regular listeners of Away Day Radio have have hopefully heard this song when we've um when we've played it before on our Rise of the Indie Artist show. Um, but if this is the first time that you're listening uh, listening to Glory People, um, then my recommendation is is that you turn this one up loud because you're going to absolutely love it.
soul There's no point in feeling low Gonna tell you how to find All the love that's in my mind I'm getting up, I'm feeling down My head is stuck up in the clouds Embrace the chaos as the silence invades your mind When we walk into a storm I know we'll be Welcome back to this special Rise of the Indie Artist Show album playback special uh, with Columbia. I'm joined by singer-songwriter Craig. Um, so, Craig, um, obviously we are just talking there about um, uh, the female vocalist Ashley um, featuring on Glory People. Um, but would you um, ever consider maybe doing like a collab um, in the future? Um, and if so, um, who would you like that to be with? 
yeah, well, you know, never say never say never to anything. Um, I think I think Megan Wynn at the minute, she's um she's flying the flag for you know um for Welsh music at the yeah. minute, and she's actually she's actually supporting the Skinner Brothers next week. So um, you know, maybe I'll go and have a chat to her and see uh, give her give her my album yeah. and say, listen to that, let's you know, let's sort something out. But um, you know, I, I think with anyone, you know, if if we if, even if we work together with Asher. You know, later on, you know, on a second album, which me, me and Ben already in the process of writing. So, um, yeah, definitely. Yeah, okay, that that leads us on quite nicely, actually, to the next question there, because um, you just mentioned about you're, you're already sort of getting the second album um, sort of written together. So, when when you are writing the songs and and sort of like the lyrics, what, what is the process like? Then is it do you come up with the lyrics first, or is it like the melody? Um, what, yeah, and or do they just all sort of happen? All at once, like organically type thing, I guess. Yeah, this there's no there's not like real set set like way that I would do it. And mostly I'll just sit with the guitar, with like my acoustic guitar, either sat in the living room on a set or sat sat in my music room, just you know, having a bit of a strum around. Um, you know, and you just sometimes you put you put the same three chords together that you've been playing for like the last like however many weeks. And nothing is coming from it. And then all of a sudden, you hit the ones, and you think, oh, oh, that sounded nice. And <laughs> so you sort of like, you know, noodle a bit with that. Um, and then it sort of comes like that. Um, and then sometimes, you know, you, you might have a lyric from somewhere or, or you know, um, usually I tend to find that if you write, it's the first, the first lyric is quite important, I think. If you get a first lyric and it sounds right for the rest of the song, for, for whatever reason, it just seems to like write itself. So, you know, sometimes you're writing about something specific, um, but mostly you're writing and something just comes in your head. So, you know, who knows where it comes from? Um, you try to, I try not to think about it too much. And, you know, if they come, they come. If they don't, they don't. I'm not like, I don't sit there for hours and, and go chasing it and think, oh my God, I've got, I haven't written a song yeah. for, like, for like two months. I need to write a song. So, um, you know, sometimes I might not even pick my guitar up for a couple, you know, if I haven't practiced or we haven't got nothing, you know, with a band, I might not even pick my guitar up for a couple of weeks. So um, they come when they come. Um, and if they don't come, I don't panic because I know that what we've, what we've done in this album, you know, I've done something right. And, you know, the album sounds good. And, and now as well, Ben, who hasn't done anything for 20 years, as, as far as I've known him, for 20 years, like he writes, he writes his lead bit. Yeah, I know. He shows off <laughs> with his guitar. Um, but... He hasn't written a song for, you know, for however long, but we went into the studio a couple of weeks ago um, to like start recording the second album and he's brought in a song. Um, it's called Disorder and it's absolute, it's an absolute monster. So he reckons he's got another 20 to come. So my, my biggest issue with him is if I write the song, I write it quite fast and it's out there and it's done. Um, I might keep it for a couple of weeks just so I know that, you know, that yeah. I think it's a good song. So I keep it for a couple of weeks. Um, but then I want the rest of the band to play and I want us to like, you know, practice it. And, but he will just keep on, on his, he'll put his, he'll put his laptop on, he'll get his um, whatever, whatever program he's using and he will go through like guitar sounds and all these synth, you know, everything. And it'll take about 14 months to write the song. <laughs> so 
<laughs> you know, the, the second album might be about you know three. We, we'll be like the second coming now with like um, <laughs> yeah. order or five years time. I was going to say he sounds a bit like uh, uh, Lee Mavers, to be honest with his uh, yeah. album. Well, yeah, exactly used that. to say he was. <laughs> Yeah, so, so I try and jog him along a bit, but um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, strike strike while the iron's hot by the sounds of it. I know exactly. <laughs> so, um, obviously, the, the next song on the album um, is called "Love Burns," um, not to be uh, confused with the, the uh, song by Black Rebel Motorcycle Club. But um, the uh, the guitar riff on that song, funny enough, in my view, would wouldn't actually sound out of place on a Black yeah. Rebel Motorcycle um, album. So. Are they like a big influence for you? Yeah, I think, um, you know, they got that loud, dirty, raw rock and roll sound in there. You know, the, f- the first couple of albums, you know, and, and the singles that came off those albums were, you know, were absolute monsters of songs. Um, you know, you think back, they've been, they've been going for like 20 years now. The first album was out like early 2000s. So, mm. um, and I was, you know, that, you know, this, the Love Burns song, um, it's definitely lifted slightly, maybe you know a little bit heavier um, from the Devil's Tattoo. So if right, you listen, okay, yeah, yeah. So if, if if you listen to the Devil's Tattoo by Black Rail Motorcycle Club, it's definitely you know we're not going to get sued. We're not going to be like <laughs> who's, I, I see, I see over the Chiu royalties. <laughs> so, but um, yeah, so it's definitely like. Influence from there, but like when we were in the studio recording it, um, it's, it, it turned into something completely different because what what it started off is something that was you know similar to what we you know what we'd already recorded where it was you know it was heavy drums from the start, um, you know Chris went you know really coming in heavy with the drums um, and the guitars were you know from the beginning um, and then sort of because this was in the second block of songs when we went in it was like. We've, wrote, we've done songs like that. We've recorded songs that sound like that that are kind of crashing in. Let's have a little bit more subtlety, maybe. Yeah. Um, so, you know, Sanders, again, had some ideas. It was like it was like an old table or something outside his um, studio. And he was like, oh, we get that. So we got that in. So the, the sound that you can use, sort of like a foot stomp, is me, Ben, and Sanders um, stomping on this old table. We had, some, we had some maracas and some shakers going on as well. Um, Chris's drums... You know, a very you know, you know, pulled back and muted compared to what they were when we originally were recording. Yeah. Um. You know, and the song pretty much starts. Um, Stan, Chris, you know, taking the lead of Ben's. You know, that guitar riff for Ben. You know, he just sort of he's annoying really because he just comes up with something that's. And he's sitting there and he's like, "Oh, what does this sound like?" It's like, Ding. and he's like, "Well, where does that come from?" You're, you know, you should. You sat in the corner with your hairy toes for the last like four days, like not even thinking about it. And you come up with something like fantastic like that. So, you know, he's kind, he's kind of annoying, really. <laughs> Brilliant! I'm loving this. There will still be a band after this. Uh, after this is gone, uh, by the way, just to yeah. clarify that for everyone listening. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, here it is this is Love Burns on the new album from Columbia called it
So um, I want to talk to you now about um, like live uh, music. Obviously, you, you've played a couple of gigs um, to promote the album, and um, and obviously last night um, on release day, um, you uh, you played the Moon in Cardiff, or I should say, you're playing the Moon in Cardiff, um, obviously to celebrate the launch of the album. Um, so how excited, sort of, first of all, are you about playing live and getting back out there again? But also as well, um, obviously headlining um, the moon um, on 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 Friday night to celebrate the album launch. Yeah, well, you know we, we love playing live, and I think it's it's probably what we do best. That you know we've we've uh, we've been recording ourselves quite a bit recently in the practice rooms and listening back just to make sure that what we are hearing um, in the room sounds like what we think it is. Right, um, okay, and listening yeah. back, I, I I just I just, I do like. You know, I'm really confident in the fact that we are a really good live band. Um, and if you come and watch us, I think, you know, I think you'll be impressed. And I, I just I just think the sound and the energy that we bring when we play live, um, you know, is second to none, really. Um, I think headlining, headlining the moon. We played the moon um, in at the start of February. We played on uh, a This Feeling show with uh, The Shakes. Yeah. Um, or... You know, at a crazy live band. If you if you've not seen them yet, then you know get get and watch them. They were they were a good band. Um, but yeah, just just excited the fact that you know we are headlining. It's our album release. We have horses out. We've got um, you know we got girlfriends in the corner selling CDs. Uh, you know, get in there, get go get and make us some money. They've got they've got the. They sell you soul for rock and roll t-shirts on, so you know they look at business as well. Um, you know, but we just yeah, excited. We just yeah, we're, ex- we're excited to get out there. We're excited. You know, we've got gigs coming up now. Like I said, um, supporting Cascade in Bristol. We've got um, a couple of things sorted for Camden later on in the year. Brilliant. Um, and, a, and, a, and a couple of other things in a pipeline. You know, looking to get up, up. You know, up to Manchester, up to Liverpool. Um, and just basically, well, we just we want to get everywhere, really, and just try and get you know people, you know, to come and listen to us, and you know, and give give us a chance, really, and just you know, I think once they once they hear the songs and once they hear us live as a live band, you know, I think they'll be sold. Yeah, definitely. Well, I'm I'm quite intrigued there about the um, you saying about the the shows in Camden. That's not too far from from where I am personally. So um, I'm definitely hoping to to come down and and, and experience the. Um, uh, the live show oh, because good. obviously one one thing listening to it on a uh, you know on an yeah, yeah. album and stuff but I think it live um sort of a, not that I've seen you obviously but not yet but I'm what I'm I'm liking what I'm hearing and I and I think yeah. that what you're saying is, is is spot on with the um or like with with the sound you know um so are there any songs off of the album in particular that you're personally looking forward to playing live um at the minute. At the minute, I'm loving Meet Me at Dawn. Um, it's, an, it's one of those songs that um, was played, or that was recorded in the first block. So, again, you know, it, it was quite straightforward and we didn't really, like, push ourselves. You know, we weren't, you know, you know super... You know, we, we didn't really push ourselves, really. And it was, it was straightforward. This is how we play live. This is how we're going to record it. Um, but at the minute now, I think... Ben, you know, Ben's coming in with, you know, different guitar sounds, you know, the, the lead bit that he's playing, you know, is incredible. Sten didn't play um, on the album on this, on this track. So, you know, his bass playing, 
you know, is phenomenal. He's, you know, he's, he's definitely the best bass player we've had. And he comes in, he's got a lot of groove. Mm. He's got a lot of, like, he's got a lot of heavier sounds as well. You know, he's, he's into, you know, a bit more grungier, darker rock as well than us. So he brings that sort with him. And then, you know, when you, whenever you hear Chris's drums, you know, you know it's Chris. And uh, we, we, played, we played a gig the other week and um, there's a guy at the front and he was, uh, he, he was in taking pictures and he must have been in his 60s and he was like, um, he said, bloody hell, you hit the harder than um, Keith Moon used to hit there. <laughs> so, uh, you know, the drum, the drum kids was, you know, shaking on the stage he hit it so hard. So um, I think this one for us is, uh, yeah, definitely one. But, uh, but we are, we'd also played a couple of like songs that I've made onto the album that, you know, have, have got potential. Um, you know, we've got a song called Running, which is like, I, I don't even think it's a three minute song. It's just, you know, straightforward. It's bang. Ben is not a fan because, you know, as the guitarist virtuoso that he, you know, that he is, he, um, he doesn't like playing anything that he hasn't like written parts for. So whenever we play Running, um, he's almost just like riffing off it and he's just like making up stuff on the spot. So, um, and then another one then is called Run From Again, which is another. It's just it's just another another balls out rocker and and then again he's you know he's never written anything for it because we never really sat down and, and done anything so I think as well as the songs that we're obviously going to play on the album I think there's a couple of other ones in there as well that uh, that we chuck in um, and then a final one that we absolutely love is called Underneath the Sky and it's so, and at the end it's got um, it's got a bit of a sample of uh, Sympathy for the Devil and also LSF by Kasabian so. Um, nice. I, th- I, th- I think I think I might I might have borrowed like the the chorus chords. You know, <laughs> o- obviously like unintentional. I haven't sat there on purpose and like said I'm going to write you know copy this. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's uh, it's it's a bit it's a bit of a one. Like at, at, we pl- we played at the end. This is the last song we played. Um, and you sort of like you know take people by surprise because you played all your own music up until that point. And then you sort of chuck in a little bit of Rolling Stones, you chuck in a little bit of Kasabian, and it's like, oh, we weren't expecting that. So we, that one will need to be, it'll have to be like on the on the third album when we've like, you know, when, we, when we're millionaires and we've got, we can like afford a big, you know, we're going to be afford a big band. It's sort of going to be like our, um, our beer now, now, maybe our, our all around the world. Yeah, song. yeah. <laughs> I was thinking exactly the same yeah. thing as soon as you said that. that. That's the, yeah, that's the, that's the plan. Brilliant. Well, there you go. You heard it here first. We've got at least two more albums on the way at some point in the in the near future. <laughs> and we're um, we're now going to play for you. Um, not not one of these uh, un- unknown songs, but it's going to be um, all the streets. Um, all the streets are silent, which is uh, track five on Embrace the Chaos. Dreams of mine There's no one 
sky and all the colors change and sometimes we have to be lost to find your way so many things I wish we never had to say Sometimes we have to be lost to find your way. So many things I wish we never had to say. So, um, uh, how would you describe like the live performance, and um, what what would people, um, 
you know, obviously you've mentioned a few gigs that are potentially in the pipeline, and obviously the one in in Bristol to see Cascade. What would, um, what what would people going to be expecting from you know to see from a Columbia show? Loud, um, you know, Chris's drums. You know, this it's like listening to thunder sometimes, and you know, he does he does things on on that drum kit. But I stand, I stand, I look at him, and I think, you know, what what sound is coming from there? You've got um, Stan on the bass, who's kind of like a lord unto himself. He's, you know, <laughs> I think I think sometimes he thinks I think he's in like um, the Red Hot Chili Peppers, or you know, so he's you know he's giving it the old flea vibes. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, he's loving it. Um, I'm just trying to remember the words and and play the guitar at the same time, um, which I was I was in practice the other day, and for whatever reason I couldn't remember any of the words. So I was singing these songs like getting happy through, couldn't remember the words, which is quite worrying considering. You know the gig, you know the, the big gig yeah, you got coming. Yeah, <laughs> um, and then Ben, he's sort of he's very understated. You know, what I mean? you'd expect like you know like a lead guitarist to like you know be checking out the shapes and you know giving it a big end. Um, but he's 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 kind of muted in his in his um, in his actions on stage. But is you know the sounds that come from his guitar are undeniable. So what he what he what he, perhaps what he lacks in uh, showmanship. You makes up for in you know in those sound to come up with the guitar. So I think overall, as a band, you know we've, we each bring out different energies and out and out, and out different things. But you know it, it seems to work as as we are. Fantastic! Sounds like a right um, rock and roll, uh, rock and roll treat to me. And uh, as I say, I'm, um, you know people are, I think are going to love it by by the uh, by the description there. So one of the things that I would like to know as well for you personally is. What was the first gig um, that you ever attended? Um, who who was it, obviously, um, and, and where and where did you see him? Yeah, well, um, it was Oasis in nineteen ninety seven, and I can remember the day. The day was Wednesday, the tenth of December. Um, I, I missed two exams um, <laughs> to go watch them, so I, me, uh, so four of us in total went. So we missed school. Um, we went to watch Oasis. Like, I remember being right at the front um, and uh, just being in a massive crush. So one of my friends had got dragged out and I was like, I am not moving from you. Oasis is going to be on that stage right in front of me. There's no way I'm moving. So, uh, you know, as a young kid, um, yeah, that was, that was the first gig. So and I, I was lucky enough to, you know, to, to go on and watch them, uh, you know, quite a few times. And yeah, but that was the first one. Oh, fantastic! What a what a first gig as well, and uh, also, yeah. uh, sure you can obviously see on the screen what a what a massive fan of uh, of, of Oasis, uh, obviously that I yeah. am as well. Tra- so that's... Travis will actually support them as well. Travis wow, I... them. So was, yeah, pretty. And that was pretty... that was before, just before Travis's um, the Man Who album came out. So yeah. Fan, oh, brilliant! Well, hey, decent, decent. Well, yeah, he was yeah. decent, but yeah, very, very good um, support band. So when you're up there on stage. Is there a, a tipple of choice um, or are you the ultimate professional and leave all your drinking until after the gig is over? Well, I don't, I don't mind. I don't mind a strong bow. don't mind you know, a, nice, a nice sharp cider. Um, but at, at the minute, we're all, because we, we're all like so far apart from each other and we sort of come together um, for gigs and stuff. We're all driving separately, which is a bit of a pain in the neck. You can't actually... You know, enjoy your drink. But I can guarantee you on Friday, once um, once those guitars are plugged in and we're ready to rock, then I will be having quite a few. And after <laughs> I've been finished, 
<laughs> I'm hoping um, that I don't even remember my own name, you know, later on in the night. So <laughs> <laughs> sounds like this is going to be a very, very good night. <laughs> it's going to be a good night, definitely. Uh, so coming up now is Ticking Bomb from the album Embrace the Chaos. while we're talking about drinking if you could have a night out with anybody um who would you choose so like, you know uh, like the ultimate you know, there you are you have, you've had a you've had a few drinks we'll, we'll say after the show on friday that you know any, anybody's come down and um you know you're on on the beers so to speak and um yeah yeah i think uh the obvious ones uh, to say is um probably um or anyone in a way just back you know back in the 90s when they were just absolutely mental um but I think um, 
even 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 Liam Gallagher would, would be given a run for his money by some of some of my mates. So um I think he, I think he'd he he'd come in, he'd have a look, and perhaps he might not stay the night. So <laughs> <laughs> the challenge has been set. <laughs> no, it's been set. Hey, Liam, if you want to come and have a drink with the boys. Give me a ring. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Love it. Love it. So um I know obviously that you are um you're a pretty big football fan. Um obviously coming from Wales, obviously wow, you've got a, a big um World Cup qualify uh, qualification game coming up in uh, in about two weeks, I think, isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah. obviously you've got Austria in the semi-finals. Um and obviously well it's either Ukraine or Scotland, but obviously we've seen uh, seen today. Yeah. Um, obviously that, that game is postponed, unfortunately. So, what um, what like looking at the at the three teams that you obviously could be potentially meet or are um, potentially meeting? What um, do you fancy Wales's chances of, of getting to the to the World Cup? Because it's been the first time that'll be the first time since fifty something, fifty eight, fifty six, fifty eight. Yeah. They had they had a chance. I was talking about this the other day. Uh, they had a chance in 1994 um, to get or, or to get to the 94 World Cup. So I think the game might have been in 93. Yeah. Um, and then you play in Romania and Cardiff. And Paul Bowden, um, who took penalties for Swindon every week and every week he'd score a penalty, um, hit the crossbar. And then they ended up losing that game. And then they, um, well, I think they might have drawn in it, but they didn't get through. They had to win. Um, so that was the closest they got. So now they are you know, two games away. But I think, you know, if, if everyone's fit, especially um, if Gareth Bale and Aaron Ramsey are fit, then, you know, you've got to fancy their chances. I think Aaron Ramsey's done a bit of a, you know, he's done a bit of a good move, I think, but he's, you know, he's moved to Scotland. Um, you know, he's not going to be under a, a great deal of pressure playing in, you know, no disrespect to Scottish football, but, you know, it's not it's not the Premiership or it's not, you know, you know the CR. Um, so I think if they can keep them too fit, um, I mean, obviously, they've got quite a good young team as well. So, um, you know, I, I'm confident. You know, I never thought I'd see them in a, in a, in a championship. But when I see them, you know, 2016 and then again then um, in the last Euros, you kind of like, are you still now? It's like, oh, you know, Wales are there. But <laughs> just, just see, I, think, I think see them in the Euros, you know, was one thing. Um, and then to see them repeat that Euros. But in the, mean, in the middle of that, they obviously failed to meet, uh, to get to that World Cup. So, you know, if, if I can see them get the World Cup, especially with the team they've got now, um, I think obviously Bale and Ramsey, um, Joe Allen, sort of coming to like you know the end of the uh, yeah the end of the game sort of thing. So I think if they're going to do it, I think this is you know probably the best opportunity you know they'll have again for a long time. I think definitely. And, and am I right in thinking that you're a, you're a Cardiff City fan? Have I, have I got that right? Well. I kind of, I'd, I'd like to say I'm a Cardiff City fan, but in actuality, because Cardiff City were always rubbish when I was growing up, and they were like, you know, in the lower leagues, you know, you had, you had to support, you know, a team in a, in a premiership. But anyway, um, so when I, when I was really little, um, I've got two, two brothers, one younger, one older, um, and my father, and we all supported Liverpool because, you know, back, back in, you know, 80s, 90s, Liverpool were the only team we've ever seen on telly, you know, they were always in Europe. Um, but then I got to an age where, you know, you, get, you start to get a little bit cheeky and you think, right, how can I, you know, annoy, you know, that person and that person? So at this point, my younger brother had started supporting Newcastle for whatever reason. He still does to this day. Um, they are doing better as well. So, you know, that's off to them at the minute. Um, but my bro- my father and my older brother were always diehard Liverpool fans. So, you know, 
I said, I, I, I was like, who can I support that would probably annoy them more than anyone else? So obviously it was Man United. Isn't it? So, <laughs> um, so for the last, for the last however many years since I was like about you know twelve, supporting Man United. So I'd only ever known success. So the last like ten years has been a bit of a slap in the face. I think you know I think I might start to support Cardiff City rather than you know watching you know Man United every week and it's. Oh my god, it's it's horrific. You know, watching all the idiots trying to play football in defences. <laughs> I, I, I don't know what to say. I, I think honestly, I think um, you know, I, I'm a PE teacher in my you know my day to day job. Yeah, yeah. And you know, some of my girls' teams in school would do a better job in defence than than you know. I'm not gonna. I'm not. You know, I'm not gonna name Harry Maguire and Wan Bissaka and Luke Shaw and Lindelof. Um, I won't name them, but awful. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, I'm not, I'm not like, I'm not a Cardiff City fan. To be <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it 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 could be worse. I don't know. I've seen it today. Obviously, the um, Everton Tottenham Everton score uh, uh, on Monday night. Um, I've oh. seen that someone's altered the um, the Everton back four. Uh, and basically just blank them out of the official uh, team sheet, which I which I thought was hilarious to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But Man United and Everton are playing each other in a couple of weeks. So me and my friend, who's, a, who's an Everton fan, I'm going to go out and have a couple of beers. I said we'll um, we'll drink a shot every time there's a mistake. He said we won't make it to half time. So it's going <laughs> it's going to be a bit of a bad day. You you know it's, it's going to be nil nil. You know now oh, that you've said that nothing's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, so just going back off to the um, back onto the album, um, <laughs> "Meet Me at Dawn" is the next song uh, on the album. Um, the riffs, the singing, the drums is a song that I personally could listen to um, all day. So, what was the inspiration behind behind this one? Again, it's, a, it's another one that's probably like you know going towards you know f- the further back to like that ten year time. So. You know, I was trying to think, like, I'm trying to think, listen to this song, like, what did I sit there and write this song about? So, like, like the answer is, I, I can't really remember writing this song. You know, like, sometimes you write a song and you think, I'm going to clue us about it anyway. So, sometimes they just come out, and sometimes the words come out. And then you kind of like, they, and this is one of them, that it's, it's sort of like come from nowhere, really. And then you, you kind of like, you can listen back and like read the words and think, oh, does it, does it mean that? Does it mean that? And then you sort of like try and like correlate it with you know something that's, that perhaps happened you know in your life at that time or you know whatever. Um, but like I like I said earlier on that this one now is is one of those ones that we that we recorded um, in the first block. So you know we kept true to what we'd always known and what we'd always played. Um, but now when we play it live, uh, it's just got a different energy. It's got you know it's got a little bit more fire. Ben's guitars. Um, you know, I bring I bring in something more. Um, Chris's drums are massive, and Stan, like you know, like I said, a lot of these songs now have been sort of like given a bit of a rebirth with Stan on the on the on the bass because because he's come in um, and he's brought his own you know his own fresh take on these songs. They caught they kind of like given us given him a bit of a you know a new lease of life, and and this is one of the ones that I absolutely love playing because it does sound quite a bit different from what you hear on the album. So. It's definitely one of those ones that when you're there, you think, oh, I like that one. And it's like, oh, which one is that? I'm trying to work it out. So I think it does sound you know, quite a bit different.
So this album has uh, initially been released um, on CD um, and obviously it's going to be on streaming and, and download platforms as well. Um, so if you if you are listening to this uh, live um, once we've finished, then head over to the um, the band's social media site so you can uh, get your get your copy ordered um, on via CD. Um, but that did make me think: um, is there like a potential, maybe sort of further down the line of maybe like a vinyl release um, for the, for this album? Yeah, absolutely. I, you know, I've got you know obviously the listeners are not going to be able to see behind this. So I've got like a, a big canvas made above of the um, the album cover. Um, and it looks fantastic in that, you know, in that big square. So, yeah, you know, it's, it's, de- it does. it's definitely, um, you know, it's, it's definitely on the cards of, you know, trying to get it made up. Obviously, you know, when you're an independent artist and you're trying, you know, you're trying to fund, you know, traveling there, traveling there, recording and everything else. It's just, you know, it's, it's all it's all money in it, really. So, um, you know, we, we're not opposed to, you know, someone coming in and giving us a couple of grand and saying, well, boys. I'll have a good, have a good time, and And if there's any money left over, we'll make a vinyl. <laughs> well, you know, it, it, it depends how long Liam stays out for the night after this. So. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant, fantastic. So. What I'm um, just on the on the theme of of, of buying records and, and stuff. What was maybe it was a single or maybe it was an album, um, but what was the first one um, that you ever bought? And and can you remember the format? Was it you know we're, we're sort of similar ages, so it it might be yeah. a cassette or maybe a CD because that was yeah. like our sort of thing, I guess. At, when we when we were growing up, yeah. it sounds really weird to be saying that. It's crazy, <laughs> it's absolutely crazy. I know, but my brother, my brother. Um, bought the CD the other day and, he, and then he was messaging me just before I come on and he was like um, so my CD came today in the post I said alright he said um, how do you listen to a CD <laughs> so he said <laughs> so you know it's like you know, no, you know people I always I still buy CDs you know and you buy records and stuff um, you just listen to your phone and you will listen to it you know but yeah um, but I'm going to be completely honest it is probably the most uncool answer that I'd ever give in any, <laughs> oh, any no. interview ever. He's going to lose his rock and roll status yeah, now with this I've answer. Been, I've, <laughs> it up. I've got Liam ready to form me straight away, and now he's going to be gone now, so I, I apologise. But I can remember, when, when, when we were kids, um, and that me and my two brothers, and my mother and father would take us um, after Christmas, we'd have like Christmas money, um, and they'd take us into, into Virgin, South Wales. Um, they take us to WH Smiths that obviously doesn't exist anymore. Um, well, not WH Smiths, World West. Um, yeah. And then they'd have like, um, obviously like songs, you know, the singles and all this stuff, all the yeah. singles yeah. go out. Um, and I must have been maybe 10, so, you know, bear with me, I was 10. We were even all cool at 10 years age. Um, and I, I can remember buying the, the, the cassette single of Slam Jam, which was um, The Wrestler's the wrestler's song. So if you haven't heard of Slam Jam, get on get on YouTube, type in WrestleMania Slam Jam song, and, and it's an absolute banger. I'm telling you now. <laughs> it's got, and I can remember I can remember all the words as well. It's got um, it's got The Undertaker, Macho Man Randy Savage, Brett Yitman, British Bulldog. It's got all of everyone at that time were class. <laughs> they are on it. So so that was my first single. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'm trying to redeem myself a bit by you know, and, uh, <laughs> but um, my, my first my first album that um, 
that I, well, I got my parents to buy. Um, remember um, Britannia Music Club? Remember that? Remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the leaflets and stuff? Well, that comes from my door one day. Um, and one of the boys on the street, one of my friends on the street, um, it was around the time of Morning Glory had just come out. So he'd given that to my older brother. Um, I'm about about 13 months younger than my, than my um, older brother. So he was listening to this album, and I was thinking, oh, that sounds good. Because usually he'd just been listening to, um, I don't know if you can remember, like the, you know, the Happy Hardcore um, Bonkers like collections there used to be. Right, okay, like, yeah, yeah. Ab- absolutely terrible. I don't recommend you go and listen to that. Slam Jam, yes, Bonkers, no. <laughs> um, so he was, into, he was into all that stuff. So, you know, as a younger, as a younger brother, looking up towards your older brother, like, I kind of like, should I be listening to that music? Because that's what, that's what, you know, my older brother, my, my older friends listening to. Um, but then he brought the CD on from, from one of the boys on the street. And he was like, straight away, it was just that sound. He's like, oh, I, you know, I like, the, I like the look of that. So listening to that in my, um, you know, my portable CD player, um, listening to it, you know, on your, on your headphones, you know, before you're going to sleep. Um, the kids wouldn't even know what one of that what one is. <laughs> portable CD players. Jesus. <laughs> So, and then I can remember that um, Britannia music thing come through the door. And I was looking at it, and I was like, Morning Glory was obviously like one of like, the main pictures on it. Um, and then next to it was another CD by Oasis that said, Definitely Maybe. So I was like, well, What's that? This is what's out now. What's this one? So I thought, Maybe is this a new one? I didn't realize they, I did at that time, I didn't realize they'd have another mm. album out. So I sort of sent, filled it out, sent it off. Um, you know, obviously my parents had to pay for it. They didn't, they didn't obviously realise at the time I'm sending off to buy this album. So when it comes back and, it, and they've got a bill, and I'm like, oh, I really need to keep the bills. <laughs> so, so I managed to like, you know, wangle, you know, £7.87 or whatever it was at the time. Um, yeah, so that was, that was the first one. And then I kind of rinsed them a couple of times off that, you know, off, off the Britannia thing and got, um, I can remember getting... The Benz, you know, by Radiohead, and yeah. you know, um, you know, lots of different stuff. The Seahorses, I can remember getting that one. Um, you know, Embrace, you know, they, they, you know, they're the ones that I can, you know, that I can really remember. And sort of like they, they're all like kind of different in, in their own way. You know, Embrace of, you know, they had they had some bangers on the on the that first mm-hmm. album, didn't they? But they yeah, had, they did. You know, they, they were like, they were sort of like the Coldplay of like you know the early nineties, where they were sort of like you know that a little bit more heartfelt than you know they yeah. kind of like you know. You know, putting out putting out their feelings and emotions out rather than you know, Oasis were, were all about being lads and yeah, and that sort definitely, of thing. So, definitely. So I think those, I think that Britannia music thing, and you know, thankfully my parents were happy to you know to, to pay up a couple of a couple of quid. So I think definitely those albums, you know, the kind of shape of the name, those you know, those first couple of ones you listen to and think, um, you know, if I could have, if I could you know sound like that or sound like this. And at that time, you're not really thinking about anything other than I couldn't even play the guitar then. I they weren't even on my, you know, on my radar of yeah. you know, thinking about, you know, playing the guitar or trying to be in a band. It was just that was the music I liked. And you know, I'd finally found my way and like the music that I wanted to listen to. Sure, sure. Okay. So um, yeah, as you say, I think you've you've probably re- uh, redeemed yourself uh, there with the uh, <laughs> with the Oasis story. <laughs> 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 so, um, um, the next song on the album uh, is called Something More, which I thought was probably the most poppiest um, song on the album. Um, 
do you think that maybe that might be like a future single release or, or do you feel that maybe you've you've sort of finished releasing the singles off of off of this album yeah i think it is it's, you know it's, it's out there and um you know it's obviously on the album as well it's, it's one of those ones again um you know that's off, that's off to ben again that um we'd recorded this and this was in the first block um and it's a song it's a song like me and my girlfriend at the time um, at the time, I'm still with her now, so she might, she might be <laughs> yeah. so We'll edit that so, bit out. <laughs> <laughs> but we, she was, um, we both teachers, and she was living um, in Abu Dhabi, and you know, it was getting, you know, it was it was getting quite difficult, you know, to, to keep it going. So this song is sort of like we broken up. So it's kind, it kind of like a song to her, you know, you know, holding on, you know, and that, and that sort of thing, and see you when the plane is coming down. Obviously, when she comes on from, you know, when, when she's out there. So if you listen to the lyrics, it's basically about that, about you know going through a breakup and you know trying to you know trying to cling on to things. And um, but the song, um, obviously the, the the song came from um, I was listening to um, the Cortinas. What's the Cortinas song? What's what's like they mean? I can't remember what they sing. What the single is? Uh, the the breakup song. Um, oh blimey, he's done me here. Um, <laughs> but, um, hey, there's a Cortina song. And um, they, they, there's a bit in it where there's, there's just like um, the drums are playing and he's sort of like singing over the drums at the end. And I thought, oh, that sounds really good. So we went, to the, went into the, the practice rooms this and was like, right, I'm going to stop playing. Everyone's going to stop playing and the drums are just going to play and the, and, the, and the vocals are going to go off. And it sounded good. And that sounded really good. We went to the studio and this is what we were going to record it. But we didn't really have, like the poppy riff that we've got was nowhere to be seen up until um, Ben was coming in on, this was like on a Saturday. The, and then Ben was coming in on a Sunday to like, you know, put his guitars down. And he's like, oh, what do you think this sounds like? Again, just, you know, casually just laying it out there. What do you think this sounds like? And he came in and it's that, you know, that guitar riff, it's like, it's like an instant guitar riff, you know, and you look, you hear it straight away and you think, and it's definitely, like you said, it's definitely um, the poppiest song that we've got. Um, and another one that goes down really well live. I think it's another one that's, you, you kind of like don't expect it. It's, it's kind of like, you know, you're in, you're in sort of a groove and, you know, you've got loud guitars and stuff. And then all of a sudden, it's like, oh, hello, what's, what's all this about? It's kind of like, um, I don't know, maybe, maybe like a bit of a nod to um, Stereophonics more than any, than any other song that we've got. It's sort of like, you know, that first album where they've got, you know, it's just, it's just like a, a happy sounding album there that, you know, we're yeah. around. So I think probably a little bit of a nod to that. Um, and it's just, just Ben coming out and just nonchalantly saying, Bang. What do you think of this? So there you are, and uh, you can now hear it uh, right here on the Rise of the Indie Artist Show um, on Away Day Radio.
Welcome back to the This Is The Music Rise Of The Indie Artist show. I'm still here with uh, Craig from Columbia for the album playback special of Embrace uh, The Chaos. Uh, so a couple of um, quick fire uh, questions for you now. Um, so what is your favourite film? Oh, favourite film? I do like... Oh, so I said, do I like, I like the, the Departed is a great film. Yeah. I love Ed, basically anything with Leonardo DiCaprio, I kind of I kinda love. Um, Including Titanic in that, are we? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We, we, we're going to stay with the cool Oasis stories and we're not going to talk about Titanic. There's part, I love the part. I also, like, one of the, one of the, the ones I, I, I will watch and watch and watch again is Walk the Line, the Johnny Cash film. Yeah. I absolutely love that film. And whenever it's on, um, you know, I'll put that on. Uh, love that film. Um, Goodwill Hunting, that's another good one for me. Mm. Oh, I, I love, like a bit of Goodwill Hunting. Um, yeah, but I love films. I've got, I, I've, I've got, um, I'm in the process of trying to sell my, sell my apartment to me and me and my missus are moving out. So, um, I kind of like cataloging, you know, as, as a bit of, I'm a bit of, I'm a bit of a geek, really. <laughs> I'm not doing, I'm not doing myself any favours here. I, I'm going down real fast. Um, but I, I've got, like, I've got about 600 DVDs and, then, you know, people don't even have DVDs anymore, do they? So, you know, they're not, it's all Netflix and, and Prime Video and stuff, but, yeah, I, I do love a DVD. I, I'm, I'm in the middle of trying to force my missus to watch um, the ER box set. I don't know oh, if you okay, ever yeah, ER. yeah. Um, And also, I've just finished watching, I know it's not a film, but can you remember Quantum Leap? You, you know, you were around my age. Yeah, yeah. Quantum? I just finished re-watching that again. So, yeah, anything. I, I love any, any, um, all films. I watched Top Gun the other day. That's another classic, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah, some great choices in there. So who um who is your hero? Um well, it's probably cliche to say, isn't it, that you know Liam Gallagher looking at me. Um but just I blame both of them, Liam and Noel, looking at just they just didn't they just didn't care for no one. They just they they did it their own way. Um if you didn't like it, you know, tough. That, that was what that was what they were gonna do it. Like I can, I can always remember. I can remember getting um, for Christmas ninety. I think it was ninety seven. I got Urban Hymns. I got a CD for Christmas of appearance. Like I'm sitting there listening to that, um, and I was obsessed with that for, for months and months and months. Obviously, still loved Oasis at the time. But I can remember thinking, I'd love to have been in Oasis. I'd love to have been involved in all that craziness. But I would. I I think I'd prefer to be Rich Ashcroft as a songwriter than. Liam or Noel. So I think I think looking at I think so for me it's you know writing songs. Obviously Noel's you know his back catalogue is you know undeniable. But I think um you know some of the some of the songs that you know Rich Ashcroft wrote you know on all on all four albums of the Verve. Um maybe not so much is you know is um is solo stuff. You've got a couple of you know couple of diamonds in you know in in the rough in in the places. Um but I think you know definitely those two. Um, you know, musically looking up to them too. And uh, finally, who would be uh, a villain? Villain? It's got to be Noel, isn't it? It's got to be Noel. It's got to be. I, I, Noel, I love you. Um, you were invited for a pint as well, again, you know, bring brothers back. <laughs> has, has anyone fallen from, fallen from hero to zero that quickly before? I'm not sure. <laughs> you know, he's, um, 
you know, for for you know, and, and you know, especially for like a lot of young kids now that have you know, you know, discovered Oasis, you know, you know, later on, um, you know, when when they went, obviously they left they left a massive gap there, a massive hole. Um, you know, I, I loved what you know, listening to the music, going to watch them live. So yeah, I'm, I'm just gonna say him because you know what 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 could have, but then saying that. Has it been has it been a masterstroke? Because you know Liam's come up with you know some absolute bangers. You know two so you know two really good albums. Um, you know and I kind of like know stuff as well because it's, it's completely different than a lot of it. Um, so yeah, I'm just gonna say no Gallagher and just say and you know and check it out there. Sorry, no. <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna play you now. Um, waiting for you to believe from Columbia's debut album, Embrace the Chaos. Yeah. 
Um, so the next song uh, they're actually going to play for you um, is going to be uh, Keys to the Kingdom, um, which was obviously the very first uh, song uh, that you guys had played on the radio, uh, which was right here on Away Day Radio uh, on our right. the Indie Artist Show. Um, so, I mean, just just how, how did that feel to, to hear one of your songs being played and, and obviously like maybe the feedback or anything that you got from, from people since that maybe tuned in or maybe replay back the show. Yeah. Christmas morning. It's, it's, it's the best way I can describe it. You know, you wake up and it's like, ah, Christmas. And like, that, like that first, that opening, you know, the opening bit of that drums. Um, it was just, as soon as you hear it, you know, the, you know all, the, all the ears are standing up on the back of your neck and you think, oh my God, it sounds classic. You know, our song is, you know, finally on the radio. Um, I got, you know, I told everyone, shared everyone, listen to it, listen to this, listen to this. Um, I went, I, you know, when, when you hear any of your music back, it sounds great. But that, that first play, you know, it's, you know, I think it's just it's something you're not going to forget because, you know, you've been waiting, you know, for so long, for, you know, for someone to play your music and, you know, you know, you played, you played it on your, on your show and, you know, and you just, we, we, you know, we'd always be grateful to you for playing it. And like I said, the, the only way I can describe it is that it was like Christmas morning and just, oh, I'm so, you know, you're just excited to get it, you know, to hear it and, but yeah, love it. Fantastic. And, and if you haven't heard it um, before, you can hear it right now. And uh, let us know whether or not if you get in the same sort of goosebump uh, Christmas morning feeling that, uh, that Craig just <laughs> described there. <laughs>
So outside of music, um, what else? What else do you like to do? You've obviously mentioned um, football, and, and and obviously um, charging your your parents a lot of money for the Britannia Music Club. Is that... yeah, yeah. They, they they you know I've, I've told them when when I become a multimillionaire, they'll um you know I'll I'll, I'll buy you like a, a couple of Welsh cakes or something just you know just to pay them back. Um, but you know, outside outside of music, obviously, like I said earlier, I'm, I'm a PE teacher, so you know anything anything sport really. Um, sleeping, I could I could think I could sleep forever on on some days. Um, <laughs> drink, you know, going out drinking with friends and you're know, having a good time. Obviously, I'm a little bit older now, so you know, the, it's not every weekend like you are when, you, when you're, you're younger and you just, you just carefree and have to worry about hangovers and then around. Um, I'm still, you know, I'm, I'm getting on a bit now, but I'm still playing football. But at, at the end of every game, um, I come home, run the bath, chuck it full of ice, and I have to sit in an ice bath for 50 minutes. Otherwise, right, I'm like, a, I'm like a seized up old man. I'm like, I'm like a tin man without any oil. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, but what like description? <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> and it's pretty but much know, that like, very reason why, why I packed in uh, a, f- a few years yeah, ago because it was it was yeah, it's, it's yeah. not doing me any favours. It's not. Yeah, no, I I um I understand the pain there. <laughs> <laughs> so um so one of the things uh, really that sort of almost like leads me um uh, to ask really now is is um what are the uh, the band's plans for the rest of um, for the rest of 2022? Um, can we expect any more gigs, um, more music, um, or maybe even um, that uh, mentioned Christmas song um, that we discussed on the uh, the previous this uh, week's podcast? I, I tell you, Mark, I tell you now, there's plans in place for a Christmas EP in uh, in December. So 
I'm, t- I'm telling you now, get ready, people. It's, it's on the way. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic stuff. And there you go. You, you've heard it here right now. <laughs> it's coming. <laughs> it's on the way. But like, other, th- other thing, other, other than like Christmas music, who, you know, who doesn't like talk about Christmas in, uh, in March? Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, you know, obviously, like we said, we've got, um, you know, we've got a couple of, we've got a gig with Cascade now in Bristol. Uh, next month um we've got a couple of shows coming up in uh dublin castle fiddler's elbow in camden um we've got another we've got a couple of things brewing um in liverpool and something coming up with um another band another you know a really good exciting young band as well so all will be revealed sooner on that one so plenty there's plenty and also as well like i said me and ben have already been in the studio and Sten and Sten have come in as well um, and we've already recorded two songs um, for the for the next album. We we got a we got a violinist in for, for one of the songs. Um, so it's, it's another you know like on on this on this album we you know obviously the debut. There's two um, like acoustic songs on that album. Um, so you know just trying to like show a little bit of depth and you know a little bit of feeling. Like I said, you know when we spoke earlier on, God, you know something on it for the ladies and they were just uh, you know show show you've got a bit of a bit of heart somewhere. Um, yeah, so you know we got a we got a, um, uh, a violinist in called Meg who came in and she was unbelievable. So you know we're excited, you know, to play that one. And then, like I said, the one that the Ben has the Ben has written is an absolute monster. You almost want it because you know it's pretty much done. You almost want to like chuck it out straight away. But I mean, we have to try and like uh, rein ourselves in a bit. I think we get, we're going to get a bit too excited. <laughs> Well, that sounds very, very exciting. Um, and obviously, as you know, I'm a, I'm a massive fan of Columbia. So um, I, I personally can't wait uh, to, to, to see, um, you know, the, not just the gigs uh, that you've, you've hinted at, um, but also as well, uh, the future, future releases. Um, so unfortunately, that is the end of this very special Rise of the Indie Artist show. Um, as I say, we've been talking to Craig from Columbia and chatting about um, their debut album, Embrace the Chaos, uh, which is out now um, and is available on all streaming uh, and download platforms, um, as well as physical uh, hard copy on CD. Um, and you never know, maybe there might be a vinyl release at some point in the very, very near future. Um, Craig? Thanks very much for coming on uh, and chatting Pleasure. tonight. It's been an absolute blast, and uh, I've I've thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, just before we go, um, can you very kindly introduce uh, the final song on the album for us? Yeah. So, cheers, Mark. Thanks for thanks for having me on. Um, you know, really appreciate all your support. So, thank you very much. Uh, this is a bit a bit of a slower one for you all, one for the ladies. Uh, this is Devil on Shoulder. Take care.
years roll by And our memories fade We won't leave them behind We'll take them on our Taking over your mind Thoughts go up in smoke But never dream away your life Cause there's a
Hello and good evening there everybody. Um, thanks very much for listening in to the Rise of the Indie Artist show special with uh, Craig Craig Lewis from Columbia as we discussed there, Embrace the Chaos, uh, the band's debut EP. Um, you may have noticed earlier that uh, in actual fact we only played uh, 10 of the songs that was due to myself making a bit of a a bit of an error um, so what we're going to do we're actually going to play that song now um, it was track two on the album um, it was called I'm on fire um, so a little bit of more Columbia for you thank you very much
Away Day Radio will continue to bring you all the very best music in all genres along with the best music shows around. So make Away Day Radio your go-to station as we are music for all. So that there was the end of the album Playback with uh, Columbia. As I say, that was their debut album, Embrace the Chaos. And uh, I hope that you enjoyed it uh, as much as I did and gained a bit more of an insight uh, into the album um, and to the band as well. And I want to shout out um, uh, everybody who's uh, joined in on the Away Day Radio chat at awaydayradio.co.uk because it sounds like there's been quite some good feedback over there so uh fantastic stuff and um hopefully that you you guys will uh like like the album uh, and the band as much as what i do personally and um hopefully we'll catch them up at a, at a live show uh somewhere somewhere down the road so as part of tonight's show um columbia have very kindly selected uh three songs for us uh, to play on tonight on on the show as part of this album playback special um these songs are basically bands uh, that they view as their favorite tunes uh, from bands that are emerging on the new music scene um and the first song that we're going to play uh, is from the skinner brothers uh, it's called put me down as a maybe um, and it looks to me as if uh, the skinner brothers uh, are having the time of their lives on their current uk tour and each night just looks total carnage um, i'm personally buzzing uh, to see them on the last night of the tour in a couple of weeks time in islington uh, so that's enough of me waffling on uh, this is the skinner brothers with put me down as a maybe
So the next pick uh, from Colombia is the uh, indie rocker uh, from San Quentin, uh, who are based in Southend-on-Sea in Essex. Uh, it's their debut single uh, called Step Off. Um, these band, these boys rather are absolutely smashing at the moment and uh, have just announced details of their debut London headline gig um, at the Water Rats in May um, and released their third single, uh, Cross the Line, this week as well, um, which uh, you'll be able to hear uh, when we're back next Saturday evening on our Rise of the Indie Artist show. Um, so a band, San Quentin, who have already developed a happy knack of writing catchy melodies and soaring guitar riffs. This is Step Off by San Quentin. say that there was San Quentin uh, with Step Off that was the second of three choices by Craig Lewis from Columbia as part of the uh, special 
album playback show here on the Rise of the Indie Artist show uh, as we discussed Embrace the Chaos uh, as I say which was uh, 11 tracks uh, which uh, as the band themselves have said uh, has probably restored uh, your faith uh, in rock and roll Um, so the third and final pick uh, is from fellow Welsh band The Now um, and their latest single Holy uh, the the now are on absolute fire at the moment. Um, they've just played a gig to mark the opening of Swansea Arena with Trampoline, um, and also had wholly used as by ITV uh, as part of the recent FA Cup uh, coverage. I think it was the Nottingham Forest game, um, the fifth round tie. Um, if that wasn't enough, um, they also appeared on the This Is the Music Meets podcast, which you can watch as well across our socials, including Instagram and YouTube. This is The Now with their new single, Holy.
And uh, that there was the now with Holy. And uh, as I say, massive thanks once again to Columbia uh, for coming on and doing tonight's show. Um, it really meant everything to me personally. Um, and uh, I hope that that's just gained um, a little bit more insight, as I said before, uh, into the band. Um, and as, as we said, um, or as we've tweeted even, uh, and I think as well it's in the Away Day radio chat, um, there is the opportunity uh, to not just stream the album, um, but also as well head over to the band's Bandcamp uh, band page even, where you will be able to buy a physical CD. And I must just say, someone who's got one myself, um, you won't regret it. The CD really does look the business, and uh, the band have put as much uh, effort and energy into designing the artwork for the album as what they have into the actual 11 songs that you've uh, heard this evening so um go help uh, that band columbia um and um every everything i'm sure they'll be very very appreciative of it and um yeah as i say hope you enjoyed the show um we're going to be back uh, after this very very quick break um where we will be playing um five or six songs um of recently new music um that we're absolutely digging uh, at the moment here uh, um this is the music on the Rise of the Indie Artist show. For all your musical needs, you're in the right place. This is Away Day Radio. Don't go anywhere. More music next. Spotswood Facilities Management are proud sponsors of Away Day Radio, working with leading brand clients. We focus on the bigger picture. Visit us at spotswoodfacilitiesmanagement.co.uk. You're listening to Away Day Radio. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Oh, and also on our website at www.awaydayradio.co.uk. Away Day Radio. Music for all. So, welcome back to the Rise of the Indie Artist show here with me, Mark, from This Is The Music. And uh, as I say, we've got about, what, 40, 45 minutes or so, and we're going to squeeze in a few more songs for you um we're going to be playing two unreleased tunes for you um which include one from marseille um as well as new music from garden party um and lock-in um but first of all uh, the song we're going to play for you is the new unreleased single from the shed project um this one is called friend um and it's going to feature on the band's upcoming uh debut album as well um you know which is out um in a few well a few weeks uh, in fact um this friend is full of psychedelic guitar riffs that i think that a certain john squire from the stone roses would have been proud of um great heartfelt lyrics written uh, about roy fletcher's uh, wife um i've been digging this song i've had it for for quite a few weeks now and, and i'm delighted to to be sharing it out here in the um in the wider world tonight i hope you enjoy it as much as what i do Best friend 
was the forthcoming single from the Shed Project uh, called Friend and uh, as I say absolute belter of a track so the next song we're going to play for you is called Rose Tinted and it's the brilliant new single from Garden Party Um, and if you haven't already seen it's received countless plays at football grounds across the country uh, quickly becoming a fan favourite Um, which is fantastic to see for the band. So um, it also has a catchy melody uh, and has an uplifting and anthemic sound uh, in the mould of fellow uh, Manchester band Doves. I think you're going to absolutely love this one. 
Party with Rose Tinted, um, and if you uh, click on the band's bio, uh, they've actually got um, some interesting, or not interesting, they've uh, got a few uh, tour dates coming up uh, across the country, um, including a massive 
headline show uh, at Manchester's The Deaf Institute, which I think is in uh, early June. Um, but obviously, just double check that on the band's bio in case I've got the uh, the date wrong there. But um, definitely a band uh, that I've been fortunate enough to uh, to catch live once before, um, and they were a fantastic band, and uh, they're also as well a great set of lads as well. So wishing them. Uh, continued success not just with this single but obviously them gigs that we've just mentioned and and obviously future releases uh, beyond as well so the next song uh, now that we're going to play for you is uh, called Better Of You uh, which is the fantastic new single from Megan Wen um, and it possesses a great catchy melody and lyrics that many will be able to relate to Megan's new song reconfirms what we we at This Is The Music have been saying for quite some time Remember the name as Megan Wen is a superstar in the making. Six with you now 
and uh, Megan uh, is supporting uh, the Claws uh, next Tuesday evening um, up in uh, Lexington in London, um, which I'm sure you know everyone knows the Claws are one of the bands at the moment, and uh, I'm sure that's going to be a great night, and I can't wait to uh, to get myself down there uh, to see to see that one. So the next song that we're going to play for you is the second of um, the sort of unreleased uh, sort of exclusive tracks I guess we're going to play for you in this little segment um, so this one is from Marseille who have just signed to Away Day Radio Records uh, which is the first single uh, from for the record label um, which is called Forget It All which is an outstanding single um, and for me with its catchy melody uh, this one sounds as if it was written by Lee Mavers or John Power I really think of it as that, that good um, Forget It All is the song that will ensure that the rest of the music industry fully appreciate and take notice of one of the most exciting and upcoming bands on the new music scene. This is Forget It All by Marseille.
simply beautiful, isn't it? Massive cast, massive Lars vibe there. Um, and that one, um, which I have put in my um, my tweet, uh, is out next Friday, uh, the 18th of March. And we will have um, a preview of that song uh, incoming uh, in the early part of next week, um, which you'll be able to see on the uh, thisisthemusic.com, uh, our website, um, as well as the Away Day Radio, awaydayradio.co.uk website as well. So um, really looking forward to to sharing that one with you. And um, I can see there in, in the chat that the lads have just dropped their social media. Uh, that's on the chat room on Away Day Radio. Um, so feel free to, to give the band a listen. And obviously you can check out the their other songs as well because they've got a, a mightily impressive uh, back catalogue as well and um, massive, massive hopes uh for, for me personally for this band uh not just in 2022 but but beyond as well and we're going to um, move on now to uh another song uh which is for, called swallow the weekend uh from cavalade uh this one is off of their new ep which is called swallow the weekend as well it's uh full of heavy bass lines and pounding drums uh, with blistering guitar riffs uh, that for me wouldn't sound out of place uh, on a biffy record um, this is a high point in the in, in the EP, uh, which is full of them. Upon your lips fall like dew from a 
What a banger. I said, didn't I? Swallow the weekend uh, from Cavaclade. Um, sorry if I've probably pronounced that wrong, but um, they are a fantastic band. And that EP, uh, which came out yesterday, uh, is fantastic. Um, and as I say, that is a high one of many high points on, on the album. Uh, sorry, on the EP. So if you haven't checked it out yet, then um, I highly recommend that you do, because I think you'll you'll love it if uh, sort of that type of rock and roll punk rock type thing uh, is is what you're looking for um so the next song that we're going to play for you also came out yesterday uh, this is called why are you watching me by the rackets um, this one is loud explosive and edgy and had me hooked in an instant i personally love the pounding bass line and those big guitar riffs in the song's intro
and that there was the racket with their new single why are you watching me um so before we end tonight's show um a couple of thank yous um massive thank you to craig from columbia for agreeing to do this very special rise of the indie artist show um tonight and um i wish you continued success uh, with the album um which if you hadn't guessed is called embrace the chaos <laughs> um i hope personally to see you uh, and the rest of the boys um at a gig very very soon um because i can't wait to experience um a columbia live gig um thank you as well to everyone at away day radio for letting this is the music uh, not just do tonight's show but um the regular show as well that we're doing and um as i say we're going to be back on the airwaves uh next next saturday evening um we'll be tweeting away on uh, this is the music at this is the music too and announcing it across our socials um in the next couple of days where you can find out more to see the bands and artists that we're going to be playing so hopefully i'll see you all then and thank you again to everyone who's tuned in to this show uh this evening it's been a it's been a real blast for me personally uh so the last song that we're going to play for you now um it's a, it's a tradition um of mine um here on the uh, rise of the indie artist show and um, we're going to play a song by a band called Lockin. Uh, this one is called insecure uh, and for me it represents the band's best song to date uh, it's got an instantly catchy melody and fast-paced tempo which will have you heading straight to the dance floor I've personally been a massive fan of this band since their first release and I strongly believe that they are going to be the band of their generation. They've got all everything that you need. They've got the songs, they've got the look um, and they're getting some pretty good gigs as well. Um, and if you haven't seen it already, they also secured their um, first play um, on the John Kennedy show on Radio X um, when uh, when this song came out um, about two weeks ago, I think it was now. Um, anyway, so that's enough rambling from me. Um, I'm going to uh, leave you all and say thank you once again for everyone listening in tonight. And this is Lockin with their brand new single, Insecure. If she never caught, I would never lie, but she's on the line. To another guy, he don't want her But he's trying hard to secure that he's living in another life This time around, I'm not taking it lightly If he comes near me, be left with the right thing That's on me now, that won't hurt her But it might just hurt him Insecure, but in a fine state But he don't know it, won't even hurt him She don't want you, bro, why is he trying to
is Away Day Radio with the best DJs around. Steve Greensides, Pete Lacey, Papa DJ and DJ Jax, Tim Ingle, UTR, DJ Birchie, DJ Funky Biz, Muggsy, Last Ghost, Dan and Seth, Fat Theo, This Is The Music, Gavin Kev, Barry Gemmel and Dean Lawrence. Make Away Day Radio your number one internet radio station. 